True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I'm here with Megan Lamke. Megan, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Justin. <laughs> we, we just went like we were just joking about something mid-laugh, and I'm like, let's go, right? Got to start it <laughs> off like while we're both laughing. It's a good way to start the show. Uh, Megan, I'm so glad that you're here because I've gotten to know you over the last, oh, I don't know, six, eight months or so really well, and we're working together on a project, and I love it. I, lo- I love working with you, and, and I'm, you help our business, and so much. And uh, it's been really great getting to know you. And so I've uh, said since the beginning that I wanted to get you on the show, wanted to have you share your story with everyone. So just just right off the top, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been a delight being your friend and getting to do this (laughs) business alongside you. It's so much fun fun when you get to work with your friends every day. I know. And I think we really became friends once we got to walk the property together last year. Megan is involved in our Diamond Ridge project and uh, we got to go hang out. We had a big investor event and right after we closed and got to walk the property and um, yeah, we had a, we had a good time picking countertops and all kinds of crazy stuff. So yeah, um, all yeah. sorts of things that I'm not going to incriminate us. That's the, you see, I only mentioned the countertops. That's all, that's all I was going to publicly talk about. That's fine. The rest is a memory. Uh, friend building activities. Cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Megan, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Megan Lamke, please uh, give us a little bit of background on uh, what you were doing before you're investing, what your investing looks like now, and just get, tell, tell us about Megan. Sure. I started investing in real estate in 2011 with house hacking and Burr while I was working a corporate marketing and sales career for fast growing technology companies. My husband and I decided we wanted to grow a family, and I knew that I didn't want to work 70 to 80 hours a week anymore and raise a family. So we started looking for ways to get out of debt and then um, use real estate as a way to offset some of my corporate salary. We found the best way to do that was passively investing through multifamily syndications or apartment building investments. We chose to foray into that realm as passive investors and then quickly realized that oh my gosh, this can offset all of my side hustles, all of my corporate salary, and I get to control my own calendar again and choose when I spend time with our daughter. So quickly made the leap to full-time syndicator and positioned myself as a value-added resource to general partnerships because of my two decades worth of sales and marketing experience in corporate corporate America. And so that's really been our, my journey is finding ways to add value to experienced syndicators, experienced operators, and help them with the areas that they might not naturally know, like sales and marketing and and being as efficient as possible with investor relations. 
I love it because you have taken a path that most people don't necessarily agree with, not, not that they don't agree with, but they may not think of as the, the traditional path, right? They think, okay, I'm going to listen to bigger pockets. I'm going to buy a house, another house, flip some houses. Okay. I'm going to buy some rentals and sort of grow into a syndicator role. Um, sounds like you were doing some of that and then realized, Hey, multifamily syndication is where it's at. Right. And, and let's jump right in. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Literally my husband and I were on the Dave Ramsey radio station doing our debt-free scream and paid off all of our debt, including our mortgage and turned to each other and said, now what? Like, do no. we keep doing <laughs> this thing where we build up our confidence in single family homes and duplexes? And that's totally a, a great path, but our main goal was to replace my salary and do it as fast as possible. You know, when you have an infant staring at yeah. you in the face and you just want to give them everything, I'm like all you. of your time, that yeah. that was the fastest path for us. So we chose go big, go big right away. <laughs> you and I have that in common and what a motivator, right? To have those, yeah. that the little kid looking up at you and you're like, wow, okay, what, what do I do so that I can get more of this, right? Right. Um, so great. That That's so exciting. So tell us about that first multifamily deal. Explain that where you were a passive investor in your first deal. Is that how that, like, how did you find the sponsor? How did you decide I should not go do my own deal, but I should partner with someone else? Like talk about the mindset there. Yeah. So the mindset I used was very similar to how you would purchase software. Again, I came from a tech sales background. Mm -hmm. So this proof of concept. So let me prove to my spouse that this will work before we cash in our whole essay. <laughs> <laughs> so we found a sponsor who was very well experienced in the industry, um, who was acquiring class A assets. So they were going to be very stable and consistent returns, like the safe money mm-hmm. bet, essentially. Um, long hold, stable property. And the initial investment amount wasn't hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was fractions of that. Mm-hmm. And so we put some of the money in from the proceed of our house into that investment and received monthly distributions. So that, that was it really. We vetted them on all of their social platforms, looked at their legal documents, better business bureau, made sure that they had the capital to pay us and, mm-hmm. and invested. Well, that's great. So, so that was your first sort of proof of concept. Like you're not one syndication investment for, as you say, fractions of I just say fractions of yeah. hundreds of thousands. Fractions of um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay. So you're not putting your life savings right. in something. So right let's say now. fifty or less, right? Fifty thousand mm-hmm. or less, you're saying. And so you invest now. That's not enough to live off of, right? No, absolutely right. not. That's not mm-hmm. that's not what's replacing your salary. So how right. do we make the leap then from okay, I'm putting in some amount of money, getting getting that nice return, and sort of seeing that this whole thing works with a great operator. Um, then what? How do we how do we yeah. start to build the process? So up? again, we paid off all of our debt, sold our house. So we sold our house for you know two hundred and seventy four thousand dollars. So the very first investment we did was five thousand dollars. Okay. In one syndication, then we quickly were like, oh, we actually get paid next month. <laughs> we invested in another syndicated, another operator at a much higher dollar amount. Okay. So that's that was the key is continued to to build off of that proof of concept and then um, talked with two of my girlfriends that I grew up playing sports with that come from really affluent families and we chose to purchase an 18 unit um, multifamily property on our own together Got it. with just our resources and so again those three 
proof of concept, scaling quickly with savings from a previous real estate sale and partnering with close friends to provide capital on something small allowed us to to make the jump from my corporate awesome. salary to. So you're doing a mix. You're doing passive investment in other people's syndication. Now you buy an 18 unit. Mm -hmm. Awesome. With your friends, right? Um, and then it, what else? You start to, I know this, I'll, I'll lead you in the direction I want you to go, which is you start <laughs> to become more active in the investments, right? So mm -hmm. explain that. How does that, how do you go from being a passive investor in a syndication to wanting to be a little more active and, and getting more involved in the project? Well, I kept running into great people at conferences like our mutual friend, Matt Faircloth, mm -hmm. and just ask like, how do you continue to scale and grow? And what are you really looking for? What, what are some of the challenges that your business is experiencing right now? What are some of the limits that you're having? Um, and if there were a way that someone could bring that type of value to your team, would that be worth it? And so explaining my background, explaining what I, my experience in sales and marketing and how that could help with investor relations just seemed like a natural fit because the lifestyle or life cycle of a syndicator is normally they get to about 500 units and they start crossing that chasm as Jeffrey Moore says, where you've gone through the startup phase. And then if you're going to scale, you have to do it and yeah. get really great systems and processes in so that you can become those people that have 2000 units, 5,000 units. Like if you're operating your business this same way you did when you have 100 units versus 2,000 units, it's not going to work. Everything will break. So really providing that that vision and some of the marketing and sales systems. Um, yeah, that's great. Let's um, let's take a let's give us a very concrete example of, of a way that you can add value to a team. Um, something that you're able to do, you know, drawing on your extensive experience that a syndicator, someone that's growing, like you said, someone in the 500 or thousand range, that's thinking more about, okay, this is becoming a very, a business that needs systems and processes. What, what is it that you can bring? Give give us an example of some, some way that you help the team. An example, one example is, um, so super simple, social media posts. So you're talking about social media posts for your active deal and your passive deal. Taking all of that content and all of that creative time, developing everything in Canva and then scheduling it out for the whole year in Buffer and working with virtual assistants to continue that pattern. So taking a really um, simple idea that's very time consuming for the team, but creates a lot of brand exposure um, and eventually leads to additional investors and awareness. Taking that task, simplifying it, systemizing it by putting it in a scalable solution like Buffer and then delegating it to a virtual assistant or someone else internal in the team. That's great. So you're able to come in and set the strategy for some marketing, social media support, the vision, and then you're now you're offloading that to a virtual assistant. But yeah, even though you're offloading that, you're the one that's still adding the value to, to the team. I love that. I'm reading uh, Who Not How right now, and uh, I'm loving it because it's all about just offloading everything you can, delegating, you know, and, and still, still basically it's like getting credit, being part of it, but it's your vision, but you've got someone else doing the execution. For right. me, that's really resonating with how I grow my part of the business as well. So mid-episode mid book tip there for you. Who not how? Have you... <laughs> Uh, have you read that or just what are your thoughts on 
um, offloading and, and bringing in support and, and uh, getting helping to get everything done that needs to get done. I love it. So the I normally phrase four types of ways. So you either write down all of the tasks that you do you're doing and you eliminate everything that's just a complete waste of space, like scrolling on social media. Yeah. <laughs> <And then> you <laughs> automate as much as possible, like 90, 95% of your tasks can be automated. And then once they're automated, look to delegate through really great virtual assistants. I know we both have had awesome experiences yep. with our favorite virtual assistant company. Yep. And then after you've eliminated, delegated, and automated, then you can elevate yourself and focus on those key strategies and value add components that you are the only person in the world that can add that level of value if you've taken all of the minutia that clogs your brain out of the way. It's so good and so helpful. And I didn't expect that the show would go this way, but it's something that I'm working on because, and I love the way you just said that because there are so many things that I do that other people can do. And that's, and I'm, I don't like to think that way. I'd like to think, Oh no, it's my way. I got to do it. I'm in it. But that's something that I've been working very hard on through 2020 now into 21 where no, there are other people that can step in and do what I'm doing. And I don't have to be, I can be informed and I can set the vision and the, the tone, but I don't have to be the one that's actually going through each step. So I, I love the way that you phrase that. So that, that, you know, that gets the minutia away. So I can focus on really, what is the, really the core of where I add the most value, right? It's not the $25 an hour tasks, right? So, so how do we, how do we do that? So uh, great. I love that. Um, how, just while we're on the topic, how do you use your virtual assistants? How do you um, how do you incorporate them into your business? Great question. So I've alluded to it a little bit, social media scheduling through Buffer. Mm -hmm. So I've created the whole system. Mm -hmm. um, they handle a lot of our podcast work. So scheduling all of that, um, bringing guests on, sending follow-up emails, um, making sure that all of the video is sliced and diced and posted everywhere that it needs to be posted. I also use them in emails and making sure that I'm corresponding with people. I've used them in prospecting and connecting with people who send me a million LinkedIn invites after a mm -hmm. conference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just giving them scripts for yeah. how to engage with someone and figure out if they're just spamming your inbox or if they're a genuine person wanting to build a relationship. I um, love it. I've also used virtual assistants to help with grocery planning and helping mm. us hire uh, people to clean our house and all of these other things that I was doing as a spouse and a working mom that were just clogging up my ability to do the super high dollar an hour activities. I love that. So you're taking it more out of the business, even into the personal life. Um, that can be tough. I think speaking from experience, um, I just recently about three months ago, brought on a, a second BA and um, gave him access to all my email. And that was like a very concerning thing at first. And now it's very freeing and it's so helpful. And, you know, I'll even get a, a message from him on Slack and he'll be like, Hey, um, you know, you got this message two days ago and I really think you should respond to it. <laughs> you know, and it's like, Oh, cool. Thank you. I forgot. Or I was traveling or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, I think there's like this gap that mentally it's hard to cross, but once you do, you start to realize all the power in that and like scheduling, like grocery helping and hiring people in your own house. Like that's so cool. Um, so it works for your business and personal. 
Um, we probably got to talk more about that offline, but it's really helpful. We definitely but can. I mean, let's we, um, yeah. let's transition into our true multifamily story because uh, I know this. You, you already alluded to to Dave Ramsey, and you talked about how you're a fan of Dave Dave Ramsey, and he's helped you um, eliminate a lot of your debt or all of your debt at one point. Um, but this is a great way that you've added value to our team is in the marketing and the automation, as you said, but also through um, this great program with Dave Ramsey. And so I want you to, to set the stage, talk about it a little bit, talk about why and just what, what are we doing for, for us and for our tenants? So Ramsey Plus is an amenity that we positioned for one of our uh, apartment complexes that we're working together on. And we're rolling this out to our tenants because it gives them a way to budget and stretch their dollars and increase their financial literacy um, and help hold them accountable. And they get access to free coaches at Ramsey Solutions and really just provide them resources so they can stabilize their lives and financial hardship or worry doesn't need to be an everyday occurrence. Um, I like we've talked about, I love this program. It's changed our life. And as when something changes your life, you're looking for ways to pay it forward. And this is one of the ways that we've chosen to pay it forward. We've used Ramsey Plus in our other syndications and other apartment building investments. Um, and it's, it's made a world of difference, especially for our tenants during COVID. Because once we offered this as an amenity, the people that chose to use it, ended up paying rent in full on time throughout all of COVID because we helped them wow. prioritize their budgets and their income and food and utilities and rent and transportation and all of the things that go into a household. Um, and it's just amazing how much we're able to impact lives through real estate and through Ramsey Plus. Amazing. All right, let's break it down. And this is so, as Megan said, this is an amenity that we are offering. We're about to roll it by the time this episode goes live, I believe it will be rolled out to all of our tenants at Diamond Ridge. Um, and so this is a, uh, this is an app, right? It's an online app and you can get on their phone or the computer. And what it does is helps them set a budget, as Megan said. And it, not only that, but it gives all kinds of excellent resources. And did you say coaching is included as well? Yeah, right? coaching is included. So they get one-on-one um, -on -one coaching through the Ramsey Solutions team. So if they ever have questions, they're not calling our property manager or us as owners, they're calling the subject matter experts at right. Ramsey Solutions. So why would we as operators uh, do this? Why would we offer this up? Well, I think it's twofold. The biggest differentiator is that we get to be the landlords who prioritize people over profits. So we're in this business, yes, to make a profit, but also to impact people's lives. And so we're giving our tenants the tools to transform their life, number one. And then number two, it allows us to have tough conversations with maybe some bad actors or God forbid, if somebody ever decides to not pay their rent, we can say, hey, we gave you all of the tools possible to make a difference, help us understand, are you unwilling? Are you unable to take control of, of your income and your finances and learn about this? So, so important. It, it's so important. I just, we have to pause right there because this is not something, as we all know, like financial education is not taught well enough in the schools and mm -hmm. college or anywhere, right? Most of our tenants, you know, they're usually struggling. They're may, probably just making, especially with COVID, right? They're just barely making things meet. And obviously we've had a lot of delinquency across our portfolio as everyone has. 
um, in the last year or so. But to, to be able to give back to the tenants and say, look, yeah, we're going to pay for these licenses, but we want you to use them and we want you to make your life better. And I love that you use the phrase transforming lives, because as you know, that is the DeRosa Group um, mantra as well, transforming lives through real estate. And that when you and I were first talking about this, is, is this something we'd want to pitch? It's like, yes, it fits so perfectly in alignment with everything that we're doing um, of course, like you said, we want to make money and, and probably we will make money, more money because a tenant that can budget, can set goals, financial goals for themselves and understand how um, money works in and out of their bank account and their expenses and their income, uh, they're going to be able to prioritize paying rent and they're going to be able to set money aside for that. So selfishly, yeah, we're going to come out ahead, but incredibly, they're going to come out way further ahead than, than if they had not used this tool. Now, it's going to come down to actual implementation. Are they actually going to use it? And that, honestly, right now, as we're about to roll this out, is the biggest question that I have is, we're going to give this awesome opportunity to the tenants. How many of them are going to pick up and run with it and, and recognize the value? And how many are just never going to turn it on, never going to open it and just disregard it? So what are some things that we can do to increase adoption as we try to roll this out? Some of the things that we'll do to increase adoption is partnering with our excellent property management team, making sure that they're fully aware of this program so that they can answer questions. We'll make sure that we're communicating to all of the tenants who um, are currently on site or currently living in the property. Um, we'll send follow-up emails. Again, the Ramsey Solution team will be available as soon as an account is created for the tenants to do their follow-up system at a regular cadence. So really for us, it's a matter of let's get everything in the door. Let's get it started make sure that the entire team is aware of what's happening. And then Ramsey Solutions or Ramsey Plus and their team takes over all of the follow-up and onboarding process. Yeah, I think the key is going to be the, the site staff mm -hmm. in pushing this. And especially with new tenants coming in, you know, the, the tenants that are there will honestly probably be a toss up, but any new tenant coming in that we're screening, we're putting in, and this is a property we just closed a few months ago. So mostly we're dealing with inherited tenants. Um, but if we have the right marketing, the right signage in the leasing office and the site staff has the right flyers to hand out and um, knowledge, then uh, they'll be able to speak about it. And so I'm actually going out there next week, Megan. So as a side note, outside of this podcast, <laughs> let's make sure that I have what I need to tell the site staff all yep. about um, all the awesome benefits. But if I go and I educate them next week about all the great benefits, then they will be able to speak to that, um, to the prospects coming in the door. Exactly. Yep. And that's the whole goal is as people are continuing to look for new places to live, one of the biggest things that will stand out to them is, oh my gosh, these property management individuals or the ownership at this apartment building actually care about me as an individual. I want to live in a place like that. And oh, by the way, their units look amazing because we picked out great countertops. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Stainless steel appliances. Absolutely. But, <laughs> and the community aspect that, that we're building at Diamond Ridge is going to be outstanding, but it's that extra mile to show that we care. And again, it's going to be a differentiator that continues to play, pay us and our investors dividends. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I love it. It's so in line with everything. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, the, the value that you're bringing to us and, and this amenity that we're then able to push onto our tenants, it's, it's going to work out really well. And, and I think that, as you said, um, everyone, site staff, tenants, 
ownership, investors, everyone is going to benefit from, from rolling this out. So it's really great. Um, we're going to transition to the end here. We, we like to keep it quick here. And uh, uh, I'm going to give you a chance to promote. Um, you only have like, you know, one or 2000 things going on. So you can promote <laughs> all of those if you'd like. And um, at the end, after that, people have to stay tuned because you're going to give us your true multifamily tip which is advice that you're going to give to someone who says, Megan, I want to start investing in multifamily projects. And what advice are you going to give to that person? And you can take it any way you want. could be aligned with what we talked about today. It could be something totally different, but first um, give us, uh, give us how we can find out more about Megan Lamke and uh, all the great things that you want to promote right now. Great. So everything that I have is on my website. So simply go to meganlamke.com. M-E-G-A-N-L-A-M-K-E.com. There you will find my podcast, which is called Business for Good with Megan Lamke. You'll find our blog posts that educate people. You'll find the ebook that we wrote for our tenants, educating them on Ramsey Plus and how to help save $50,000 as a way to give yourself a cushion during COVID. That's that's the hub for everything social media and all the ways to connect with us. So simply go to our website and start connecting. Megan's website and uh, social and everything will be on our website, truemultifamily.show. You can check out her full episode there and, uh, and all of those connections. So Megan, your true multifamily tip. Someone says, Megan, I want to get into multifamily investing. What is your advice? My advice is how much time, money, and work do you want to do? And you can answer those questions you can decide, should I be a passive investor or an active investor? And if you have all of the money in the world and no time, go become a passive investor. If you have all the time in the world, but not as much money, figure out a way to add value to experienced groups before trying to do this on your own. I love it. So good. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for coming on sharing. I can't wait to have you back when we talk about the results, right? We're going to come back in a few months and talk about exactly how this is going. We're all about transparency here on True Multifamily. And so we're going to keep everyone involved in uh, our progress there. So Megan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Guys, please, if you like this episode, like, subscribe, share, hit that smash, smash that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, appreciate that. And uh, we will see you next time. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community, and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co. 